Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. A Scottish football podcast that isn't obsessed with just two teams. Niche nonsense. Or surprisingly brilliant. You decide. The Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. The cult Scottish football podcast now adapted into a hit TV show. Search the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast on your chosen podcast player now. Welcome to the viewers at home. Uh, this is part two of the Spurs Show se- uh, review of the season. If you missed part one, pause now, go back and listen to part one. This is part two. Last week, we just got up to the sacking of Monsieur Pochettino. And in this part two, we're going to talk about the, the beginning of the Mourinho period. And tonight's show comes to you. It's a Spurs Show seasoning event. Live from the Beehive N17. Uh, joining me tonight again, my co-host, Theo Delaney. Hello, everyone. <laughs> returning, thanks for coming back this week. Uh, returning, uh, the artist, Miche. Yay. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and also returning, Mr. Mickey Hazard. Yay. Right, uh, before we start this week's show, just to remind people, if you want to come to these events, all you've got to do is go to season.spurshow.net, sign up and get a Spurs Show season ticket and come to one of these monthly events. Also, I forgot to mention in last week's show, you can now get the beautiful Spurs Show face mask. Uh, beautiful thing with a carrying pouch. Go to shop.spurshow.net. Go and order now. Theo, um, on last week's show, we were just talking about when Poch went. It was a bit like that JFK moment. Where were you? (laughs) Where were you when Poch got sacked? It was that kind of thing. But when we heard Jose, a lot of Spurs fans then, and let's face it now, not Jose fans because of the whole Chelsea thing, the style of football. We'll discuss now whether with the style of football they've kind of been vindicated. 
when you think about what other managers could have come in there and now, steadied the ship, moved us up the table, kept people like Harry Kane, Hugo Lloris, big, big personnel from the club, happy. Apparently, Levy went to Harry and went, I'm thinking of doing this. And Harry, Harry apparently said, well, I'd love to work on... I mean, most pros would love to work on to Jose because of what he's won. You immediately go, I can now win a trophy. Were you quite happy to see him come in? No. <laughs> no, I, I think in the build-up to it, when we thought some, there might be a change, I think we were all saying on this show, we were saying, oh, please not, please not Jose. Please not, uh, not Jose. There wasn't many other candidates out there, was there? But when there was, it happened, there, was, there, there, was, very, wasn't there, there weren't really there was any Allegri other. Allegri was available. Yeah, Allegri, there wasn't many to top managers. Well, to fill those shoes as well. Who's that? To fill yeah. those shoes of what yeah. had done as well. There weren't many two managers that could No. Uh, he, he had the credentials in terms of his CV, but the problem mm. was, I think if you're a football fan, what do you want most, more than anything else, you want to win. Mm. Second thing you want after that is you want to watch good football. If, the, if you do the first thing without the second thing, you'll still take it, because especially if you've been starred at trophies the way we have. The trouble with Mourinho is, so then you say, well, that's an argument for Mourinho. He's a winner. He's won all these trophies. But Mourinho, it looked like at that point, was very much in decline. If you looked at what happened to him at Chelsea, it all fell apart. And this, it all yeah. fell apart at Manchester United. It fell apart in the... In the, in the in he the, still the, won stuff at Man United, didn't he? He did, but things. not in his last year. Yeah. And he was universally disliked at Manchester United as far as we could tell by the players and the fans and well, that's why he had to go fan, fans applauded him when he went back there when he got a good reception I don't yeah, think it was as bad as re- some of the gone, I think. <laughs> yeah maybe the media had gone yeah. he preferred him not in the job basically mm. when he went there was no outcry from Man United fans like there was with there was no expression of mass grief like there was like, like, when, jo- when no, Maurizio went yeah. they were like right good that's fine no that's there was it. a lot of so deep the shock. problem with uh, Jose at that point was not just the bad football as I say we probably would put up with that if it meant winning the problem was we thought are his winning days over because it's starting to look that way he's been fired in bad circumstances from both his previous two jobs mm. um you know, since then, which we'll go on to, I mean, there, not much has, um, has happened to make us feel any differently about those worries until recently, I would say. But I'm sure you want to speak to... You, you, you probably want to do it in chronological order. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Michelle, the first game, obviously, was that game at West Ham. Yeah. Always a big game. It's always their cup final of the season. Yeah. And uh, we, I think we went into a 3-0 lead. Yeah. One, of the, one of the great moments of the season, the, the Deli Alley ball back to go off, hooked, you know, hooked a sort of telescopic leg, kept it in, <laughs> brilliant goal. Yeah. And we kind of all went, oh, this is good. I mean, <laughs> the famously he said, apparently he said in training, Deli Alley, you Deli Alley or Deli Alley's brother or something, I want to, you know, you know, he, he went to certain players and yeah. did what Mourinho apparently is great at doing, yeah. putting his arm around certain players and... And, 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 and motivated them. I th- I think, and, and in oh, this sorry, stage, yeah. it was working, wasn't it? Yeah. I think um, the, the mood and, um, you know, the, the energy towards Mourinho coming in was, was fairly mixed. I think we did the thing with Copernati yeah. just before, to, like, as he got appointed. Yeah. Um, and there was, a lot, there, was many, there was a lot of mixed reviews. Like some people were like, you know, that he can take, you know, teams in their worst form and, and get them trophies. Um, and other people were like, you know, I'm not, I'm not really a fan of him. You know, the, 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 mor- the morale of the team drops, you know, because of his style of play. You know, a team won't be able to survive under, you know, Mourinho in this day and age. Um, so there were fairly mixed reviews. So I think, like you said, with the West Ham game, you know, it was, it was almost like, you know, there was a bit, of, there was a bit more optimism. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, the next, his first home game, to remind you, Mickey, was the Champions League Olympiacos. 
We were 2 0 down after 20 minutes. Pedenza was now at Wolves, was absolutely tremendous. But Jose did what Jose does. And I think he took, I think he took, Dyer, took certain, Dyer came off and after 25 minutes. We got a goal, lucky goal, just at the end of half time. Delhi scored 2 1, race back 1 4 2. And the fans were there going, you know, whatever you say about his manager, he doesn't mess about. Well, first of all, um, you know, if you're going to lose a manager of the quality uh, and ilk of Maurizio Pochettino uh, as a football club, it's imperative that you sign someone of um, better standing or equal standing at the least. So to get Mourinho in was fantastic because he's the most successful manager in the history of the game. In fact, I think he's won 25 trophies, which is more than we've won as a football club. So it was an absolutely amazing appointment. Did, Did... doesn't matter that anybody agreed or disagreed with his signing. The facts are that he was the best manager out there and we as a football club went and got him. So I thought that, uh, as disappointed as I was at losing um, Poch, mm-hmm. I was also excited that Poch, um, uh, Mourinho was coming in and we're going to win trophies. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, um, while his style differed to what we sort of had been preached the Tottenham way throughout certainly my life and throughout every Spurs team that we've had. There's always been a a Tottenham way of playing and Mourinho maybe didn't play that way when he first arrived. The games were absolutely amazing. They were nuts. It was absolutely amazing. Bournemouth Five games and six six goals a game. It was it was absolutely wonderful to watch. Because everyone said, "Oh, he'll sort this defence out, won't he?" But he didn't. He just we just scored more goals than the opposition. It reminded me of Aussies. I mean, I heard from people who know him that he was very excited about taking on this squad, and he thought absolutely get a tune out of him. But I think he didn't realise the sort of deep seated problems, maybe just within the club. That, that were there. Then, then we had the, the first bad performance under Mourinho. We went back to Man United and we lost 2-1. Again, again most optimistic Spurs fans thought would turn them over here. Yeah. Mourinho, yeah. if anyone knows how to beat Man United, oh, it's got to be Mourinho. We were poor that day, weren't we? Yeah, and it was a bit, it, it came out of the blue and just didn't really turn up at all. And it was, uh, it was, well, it, we've been inconsistent, basically, even, even up to, right up to today. Just when you think it's getting better, it gets bad. And just when you think it's getting bad, it seems to get better. That's the way it's been under Mourinho. So we need to think that's getting bad all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... Uh, you, you know, because we played, we did play very badly at Man U after that exciting start. And then, but then the next game, we had probably our best performance under him, you know, against well, Burnley. The Burnley game, yeah. I yeah. mean, that Hominson goal, one of the, one, I mean, yeah. certainly oh. the, the greatest goal still at the new stadium, yeah. but yeah. at any stadium, one of the greatest individual goals of all time. Which I think, in fairness, <laughs> when you look back, I've read all the reviews of the season, barely mentioned by match any of the, of the day, Liverpool. No, but Match of the Day gave it goal of the season, I think. Oh, did it, I didn't watch it. I think it got BBC yeah, goal, goal of the season. BBC yeah. goal of the season, yeah. Oh, that's what I've heard. Well, which is great. But I agree yeah. with you. The Guardian did the six best goals of the season. Didn't you get mentioned? You think it. How anybody could talk about any other goal is beyond yeah. me. You know, of course, when you see a ball rifled from 30 yards into the top corner with mm. unbelievable power, it looks amazing. Yeah. But to travel from one 18-yard box to the other with cool. defenders closing you down from every angle, beating three or four of them on the, on the run and then having the calmness and the composure to side-foot it into the corner of the net where the keeper's not, mm. 
it was as good a goal as you, it would rank alongside uh, some of Messi's goals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of the Maradona goal in, against England. Mm. Norman Jay, just an unbelievable goal. Norman Jay, the great Norman Jay, our, you know our great friend, on, came on my life goals mm. podcast. Chose his eight goals of his life, and you have to choose your favourite of all time. He said that was his favourite goal of all time. Mm. Imagine all the goals he's seen at no. Tottenham. Absolutely, oh, it was incredible. That was an incredible goal. It was. It was amazing I mean, to sustain full pace. That was almost an hundred metres. He sustained yeah. full pace, keeping the ball under full control. I mean, I've I've seen some players uh, brilliant skill and running with the ball, but to sustain it for a hundred metres. I mean, Messi mm. does it in sh- quick bursts over sort of 30, 40 metres, where he beats four or five players in a tight area. Yeah. He doesn't do it from one end of the pitch to the other. I mean, it was absolutely incredible goal, and not there's no contender even close to it. No. And that was the optimism, and that, that, the optimism that he gave yeah. me a boost. Again. Oh, yeah, yeah. extraordinary. 100%. Yeah. And in the league then, that, funny enough, we then went to Wolves and 1-2-1, one, one, yeah. which again, in hindsight, if you remember, it was a Jan Vertonghen goal. A bit jammy. Which, great goal by Jan. Sort of a header the jammy coming backwards. Result. But now, when you look at where we ended up and where Wolves was, you yeah. could argue, Jan Vertonghen, bless them, that goal has got us into Europe That's right, season, that's right. Good uh, point, yeah. By scoring it. Yeah. We then had, I think, I mean, this is beats Bayern Munich, I think our worst <laughs> performance of the season. <laughs> yeah. uh, Chelsea at home, 2-0. Yeah. Where even now, I just, I don't know what happened. We were... Awful. Well, Mike, you've like, just back. for listeners at home, you've very, very um, helpfully listed all the games here. That's why we're all able to talk about them as if we've got them all in our. The only person here with a photographic memory is Mickey Hazard. Yeah. The rest, we're all <laughs> pretending we've got them. I, I, haven't got, I haven't got a sheet of paper, by the way. You, you don't need exactly. one. Exactly. He doesn't need one. You, you don't know what I mean? But, but uh, Mike. Well, it was uh, Willian who got both goals, wasn't it? Uh, but Mike, I, I, Mike's given us a list of games and he hasn't really reviewed any of them apart from this one where he's just written the word garbage. <laughs> That's what I'm <laughs> Garbage. That's what yeah. You know the one thing that stands out in my memory about that game is um, Willian cut in from the left flank and smashed them into the cut. And... and, and I don't know the art of defending. If a fullback, if if a wrong, if a right-footed player is playing on the left, keep him down mm. the line. Yeah, because he's going to be crossing with his weaker foot. Keep him mm. down the. Don't let him inside. It's a, it's a, it's a bit like what Messi does when he cuts inside. Yeah. You know, when he's playing on the right. Why do people let them inside? The art of good defending is to learn your opponent's strengths and play to his weaknesses. Mm, exactly. We showed him inside. What happens though? Mickey, when a new manager, and I don't know if this happened to you at Chelsea, Swindon, Tottenham, a new manager comes in with the different ideas of how to play t- tactically. How quickly should it take a professional footballer at the highest level to go, I can do that, Gaffer, I can change that, yeah, no problem. Two minutes. So, so it should be quite Two a minutes, relatively yeah. thing to do. Yeah, of course. It depends, depends. If the style of play is sort of... Uh, but that's being preached is similar. It's different if you're changing the style of play, and I'm not talking about um, the tactical of sitting and hitting on the break or mm. whatever. I'm talking about if you go from playing this wonderful flowing passing game to an up-and-under style where the ball bypasses the midfield, mm. then, of course, it's, it's, it's much harder for midfield players to adapt to that change. Uh, but in terms of the changes that Mourinho made, which was uh, sit a bit deeper, hit them on the break... Ele- pull them onto you, which worked perfectly in a game recently, who was it? I think we won 3-0. Southampton. 
Leicester. Leicester. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So so they had an aging, aging, aging centre back. Mm. Tactics. He got. He, he pulled them onto it. So the defenders, their defenders, were defending the sort of just inside their half. And, and of course, it left so many spaces in behind. So tactically, mm. perfect tactics against an aging, slow centre back. So they pull them forward, and then they go in behind, and it works a treat. Um, but games are not won by tactics the vast majority of time. They're won by players. Mm. And, and, and as long as you preach um, the style that suits your players, uh, and you've got good players, you'll win the game. It's as simple as that. I'm a non-believer in that. Uh, and I accept that some, some games... Tactics or tactical changes will win games, and Mourinho is a master at the tactical change. Um, I, I'm not a big believer in saying that tactics that are set out before the game will win the game, um, because the game is not as predictable um, as that. Because you can prepare for certain eventualities that are, are, are standard procedures within a game, but there's a lot of free play, free open play that you can't um, you can't legislate for. So I've always been a uh, and I'm sure Sedge will back this up and other, other players, every, every player would, that the, the game is won by players um, and, and players, good players, adapt to any situation that's thrown before them, uh, any tactical situation or any situation that's required, they adapt good players. Mm. Uh, you know, so um, am, I a, am I a tactical thinking man? Yes, within reason but I would never use tactics as an excuse for winning a game. It's the players that win the game. Yeah. I mean, then, Theo, again, under Poch, Christmas period, we, over the years, have done well yeah. in recent years. Yeah. It was a strange Christmas. Obviously, the big thing was the injury to Harry Kane. We beat Brighton at home 2-1 with them. We got a lucky draw at Carrow Road, Norwich. Again, they had a very unlucky VR, VAR decision against them. Yeah. We then lost uh, to Southampton 1-0, where Kane... Did his hamstring. It was all pretty doom and gloom, wasn't it, over Christmas? Yeah, I actually went to Brighton and Norwich. Yeah. Uh, Brighton, you know, that was a pretty routine victory. But, I mean, Brighton at home. If you, if you can't beat them away, you should at least beat them at home. Norwich, yeah, we were fortunate. Southampton was a poor. I remember being really disappointed with that game, and not just because of the cane injury. Oddly enough, if you look at this, with Chelsea accepted. There are a couple of exceptions, but a lot of the uh, bigger teams that we played, we actually seemed to raise our game, both under Poch and Mourinho, because we went to Liverpool and gave them a scare, mm. I seem to recall. Is that the Liverpool away game? Or it's, no, it's a home it's game. It's a home loss Yeah, one, but we, we were in that game. We were definitely in that game, as I recall. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, what, the Watford game, the Southampton game. Norwich we beat, but again, it was should have. I mean, you know, Norwich. Uh, we were... But then, then, then comes Man City. Well, I mean, obviously, the January we brought Stephen Bergvine. Yeah. And then the Man City game at home was, uh, Michelle, the kind of typical Jose. Again, they're all over us. We defended well. Yeah. We were resolute. And then we got two. Yeah. I mean, his, his goal, you know, the little uh, great ball in for Mora. Exactly. Chest yeah. down, hit it on the sort of half volley. Yeah. It was, I mean, was a great goal. Yeah. I mean, like, like you said, I think we played well that game. I was doing a watch along, I think, that day. Um, so it was it, the the spirits were it was very intense and like you said Bergvine, um that was his first first game first game he scored his first goal in his first game and it was it was a great goal as well I believe anyway um, so yeah that, that that was a that was a positive match for me I, that was I have positive memories of that of that game mm. yeah. we then uh, we're, we're going to talk about this really bad run we then had just before coronavirus after this very short break.
If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. And we're back from the break. Don't forget, uh, in pre-season, uh, we'll be doing more uh, shows for you at home. Uh, recording in a minute here, and you're here next week. We've got a great show coming up with twice FA Cup winner, Mr. Steve Sedgley, coming up for you to listen to uh, uh, next week. We've also got a show coming up all about the great Bobby Buckle, founder of Tottenham Hotspur. That's an interview with his grandson coming up. And then we've got uh, one of our celebrity podcasts. We've got a show coming up, another show with Bobby Davro, who uh, those of you in the room were probably at the live show we did with Davro. Quite extraordinary. <laughs> uh, Legend. So all that coming up. And don't forget, there's premium Spurs show con- uh, content, documentaries uh, on Tottenham and everything. Go to patreon.com slash Spurs show. Uh, Theo, we then had a really, really bizarre run. We beat Aston Villa 3-2. We then had the Leipzig defeat, the Chelsea defeat, the Wolves defeat, the Norwich City in the Cup defeat, uh, Burnley draw, the Leipzig 3-0. I mean, it really... Terrible. I mean, I, I don't want to lighten COVID-19, and there's anyone at home... But it came, had, as, been it came as a blessed relief. But if a pandemic's ever going to come at the right time, <laughs> it was them, because it yeah. was... I think oh. the Norwich one, the Norwich one, so, sorry to Yeah, no, I agree, it I agree. So, I mean, it especially when you're watching, it, like, you're watching it at the stadium yeah. and it looked like we, were, we had this in the bag. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I hardly ever <laughs> take a defeat. I like to think I've, I've got a certain amount of philosophical, you know, get things, it's only football, come on. But sometimes, about every few years, I just storm out. I'm so furious. Don't even talk to me. I'm out of you, but... And that was one of yeah. those nights. When we lost on penalties to Norwich, I was just like... I was with a load of people. They were, what happened to him? I to apologise. Yeah. I'm sorry, no. I'm not having that. Yeah. It was absolutely terrible. Yeah. I mean, Norwich at home in the cup in a replay. Yeah. <laughs> And Jesus I think it was because Christ. I was quite confident of what we could do in the FA Cup, if I'm being honest. And it, it well, we all hoped. It, yeah. it felt like the most yeah. realistic one we could win. Yeah. At least we'll get to the final, or semis at least. You it's, know the, I mean? it's the hope that destroys oh, you, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. You know, and, yeah. and, 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 and uh, our history is synonymous with the FA Cup anyway. So um, when you, when you, every, every time FA Cup year comes around and has a, a previous winner as well, I'm excited. I get yeah. excited by the FA Cup, full stop. I don't apologise for it. We had no sun, uh, no Kane. Yeah. Hugo stood out at the stage. But as you rightly well, say... Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, we had Vault, yeah. You know, yeah. we had, uh, you know, again, this squad, you could see how kind of paper thin it was. There wasn't. We, we talked in the pub garden about your era that there was always two players for each position yeah. who could slot straight in. I mean, well, well, that was what something that Poch had worked on over his tenure as manager. He'd built sort of two players for more or less every position. 
Um, possibly with the exception of Harry, although we had, um, what would they call the Spanish centre-forward, scored at Manchester City in the Champions League... Um, Forget his name. Yeah, Lorente. Yeah, Lorente. He had Lorente, so uh, he worked to have two, two players covering everybody. We had four good fullbacks. We had Rose Walker. We had um, Davis, Syria, yeah. and uh, yeah. um, what's his name? The one who's got the uh, Trippier and uh, Davis. So we had we had covering every position. We had Dyer. We had Toby. We had Jan. We had Sanchez. You know, t- Pochi did a great job, but suddenly our, our squad was looking so thin. It was like wow. So when coronavirus came along, for me it was. Um, not realising the severity that it would be, no. it was an opportunity to get our players fit. Yeah. Um, and I think we, most Spurs fans were kind of, at this stage, just sick of the season. Because yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a Man United, it was a Friday night game United, wasn't it? Will it go ahead, won't it go ahead? And the club, in fairness, postponed it before the, there was an official government directive. Mm. Do you remember? It was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, this can't go long, on yeah. and, and whatever. And that, and that was it. Um, but obviously, we've had this extremely long break. And as you said there, Mickey, that did give us a chance now to have a full-strength squad. And since returning, uh, Theo, he's had time to train. Sometimes illegally, there's pictures of him with Rosen and Dombele and whatever, yeah. Hadley Wood and stuff. Yeah. There was the United game, which apart from a dire mistake... Uh, giving away a silly penalty. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, I mean, I thought he took a bit more stick than he deserved because I thought he played well that night and he yeah. just got slightly conned by Pogba, yeah. Then there was quite an easy West Ham win, 2-0. And then we had, again, we talk about these huge blips. Again, Sheffield United, really poor. Again, VAR went against Yeah, VAR, I mean... But still a, a it poor been very different. Could have been very different Defensively poor. You've got to remember, they're a really good side, which we'd already learned from the first uh, yeah. encounter with them. You've also got to say that if that VAR, crazy VAR decision, that, that's probably... I mean, I absolutely hate VAR anyway. But we have the most... In the whole catalogue of terror... Really? Yeah, seriously, Theo, can you not get me started on VAR? No. You'll be pulling a chair from underneath yeah. my feet soon yeah, if yeah. you're talking about VAR. I know. But that one, <laughs> even by VAR standards, that was... A perverse beyond belief. It was, I mean, it was shocking. Unbelievable. And we didn't even get a bloody free kick. <laughs> yeah, absolutely astonishing. Mm. And, that, and, you know, if that had gone the, right, the way it should have done, it could have been a very different game. But as it was, second half, we were not good. And then, actually, although it seems quite good now, if you look at the next game, I mean, we beat Everton. God knows, Terrible isn't the game. worst victory we've Terrible ever had game. in our history. And we took it. We took it on us. We were like, OK, we'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Was like, and what happened to Everton before that? They were good. This is what Mourinho does. He's like, what the, he's like one of those Death Eaters out of Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> he just kills. He doesn't even really. just kill us. He kills them as well. <laughs> I mean, Everton had been good up to that point. They were so, we were shocking that night and they were worse. They were worse. And then the ball. The Bournemouth game was even worse. Was, was, uh, even really... worse. And at that point, we're thinking, this cannot go on. And just once again, just when you're thinking that, the, yeah. suddenly nobody... I don't. I defy anyone to say they were confident going into that Arsenal game. We didn't want it to happen. No, Call it off. Hit a bit we're of praying rock, for yeah. a second wave. Yeah. <laughs> and, we, and it was great. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's very important to remember when you talk about Mourinho is that it's in the very early throws and obviously the season's been disrupted by mm. COVID. Um, it's in the very early throws of his, his manage, management uh, position and, and um, I think that as time passes and, and once we get through to next season and he's had a pre-season with the boys, um, I, I think things will be certainly nowhere near 
as slow and boring as they've been at times this season. Um, you know, he touched on should players take. I personally don't think players should take any time to adapt to any new shape or any new system. Um, some players do. Um, but I think that come the start of next season will be the time to look at Jose and, and see his impact on the team. I, I certainly think he'll make us better defensively, but I think that he's finding the combination now of allowing our wonderful attacking players. And let's be honest, we've got some wonderful players going forward. And it's very, very important that they're allowed to express themselves and flourish. Mm-hmm. But this um, is what he kind of did in these last games. Right, because exactly. most Spurs fans are thinking, what's he, I, you know, a lot of Spurs fans I don't know what he's trying to do. What are we trying yes, to do? What, what's the it's, plan? It's what are they doing fruit. in training? But it's, you know, you mentioned the Arsenal game. Uh, and then obviously Newcastle away, then Leicester yeah. were absolutely worked. You go, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. We're starting to see signs that a combination of the, the Tottenham way, if you like, I always call it the Tottenham way, but also the Mourinho way. If, if we can combine the two, mm-hmm. then I think it's a recipe for success and getting over the line and winning a trophy. Yeah. It, it, you know, that's the key job that he's got is combining... Uh, his philosophies with the Tottenham philosophies and and, and if he can achieve that I've got not one shadow of a doubt that he will win trophies for this football club Mm. because we're seeing signs now that we can win 1-0 we're not conceding as many goals we're looking while not great we're we're looking much much better defensively now Mm. and that's then allowing us the freedom to attack with more um, panache more guile uh, and score goals yeah. Um, so I think next season we'll see a different team under Mourinho and I think it'll be a combination of Mourinho we're Tottenham way yeah. mm-hmm. well it's a nice way to end positively Theo I mean the last game Palace again looking good he, he, he admitted at half time he heard that Chelsea were two up against Wolves and said that's it shut, shut the shop up and we're really? going yeah. we could have lost that game Dan had a header right yeah, at the end yeah. there yeah. Uh, unmarked a bit like the goal um, but do you, I mean again we don't know financially what they can do in the transfer market but Theo I'm assuming like most fans you think fullbacks defensive midfielder uh, back up to Kane it's got to be what's done this, in this preseason. yeah I mean uh, I think that things need doing and uh, like you say I mean I keep thinking oh we're going to be so skint we won't be able to buy any players but then it's exactly the same for every club mm. isn't it I mean you could argue it's worse for us because we've got this stadium to pay for and it's been empty but he's so canny Levy financially he took out that big loan you know from the Bank of England and I think he knows what he's doing so I'm hoping that we won't be too disadvantaged in the transfer market no more than usual anyway uh, but we do need, to, I mean, the, the full-backs are special. Well, one, one's a to- I mean, unfortunately, Oreo, who does do some good things, but he's generally speaking a liability. He's bizarrely been one of the most improved players. He has, he has, in but fairness, he's still a liability. He's one of the most improved players, but he's still, still a big worry. Up. And Davis is just so ordinary, isn't he? I mean, you, you hesitate to criticise him because he's, he's, he's solid and he's committed and he's a good... He's a good servant to the club, but he's ordinary going forward, that's for sure. I mean, mm. there's no real service from either of the fullbacks. So if we had a bit more excitement out of the fullbacks, yeah. They're talking about this guy, Hoy, is it Hoiberg? Is that how you say it? The yeah, guy from Southampton. They seem yeah. to be getting close to getting him. And he, he seems like he could be a really good he's back of the midfield player. Bayern Munich Exactly. Player. He's got a good pedigree. Played well against us. I remember he's one of those went to the tenacious back of the midfield players who can also play a bit, can pass it around mm. and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean... Pfft. 
I agree with, with Mickey. Certainly, he's earned the right to, to have a chance, Mourinho, to make it work. The trouble, from Mourinho's point of view, he's, the, the style of play that he has, when it works, great, and you win. But if you lose the way he plays, he's, he gets a shower of um, abuse, unfortunately. So it's like, if you're playing great football and you lose, you can just about forgive it. But you, it's very unforgivable when he loses. So it's going to be a bit of a ride. But he, I shouldn't think he cares as long as he gets enough. For, if he gets enough, for, if he gets this back in the Champions League and wins a trophy, then who's going to complain, you know? Well, we'll all be happy. Michelle, I mean, what, what are your hopes for, 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 for next season? Um, I'm, I'm still optimistic, you know. Um, I, I'm not one of the people who's, who's saying Jose out. I don't think anyone's saying Jose out at the moment. Um, I'm just more so looking forward to the next season and just getting over what, much of a... I don't know how to kind of sum up this season so far. Just, I'm kind of 50-50 on it right now mm. um, since we're in Europe as well. If we didn't get Europe at all, I think I'd be like, this was the worst season I've had in, you know, yeah. I can remember. But um, I think next season is just improving on the foundations that we have right now. Mickey, it's good that we've got, we've got Europa League... Uh, I think that's a good thing for Tottenham as a club to, 100%. to have that. Um, for me, it would be a tragedy if we didn't won. Number one, it's, a, it's an opportunity to win another trophy. So instead of having three chances, we've got four. Uh, but also, it's a, it, it's a competition that we will be one of the best sides in that, in that comp um, and one of the favourites to win it. So um, why not? Why not? Um, Mourinho's proved already that he wants to win the Europa because he won it with Manchester. Um, so if he can do the same with us, he'll become one of our heroes. That's The funny thing about football is that you can loathe someone, but the minute he gets you over the line and you win a trophy, and it doesn't, as Theo said, it doesn't matter whether he plays the, the way we want to see us play. Uh, I think it will be a combination of both. Uh, Mourinho with Tottenham away, but I think that he is capable of getting us over the line. And it wouldn't surprise me. And, and in fact, I put out a tweet the other day is that it, it would not, once we qualified, I said it, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if we win the Europa League next season because Mourinho <laughs> will want to win it. There's no doubt about it. He's, he's a serial winner. He's hunger for more cups. His reputation has nosedived over the last year or two um, for whatever reason. And, and he will want to re-establish that, his reputation because he really has, he is a winner, no doubt. And Europa League... That'll do for me. And the news news this week that Ledley King is joining the coaching Fantastic, staff. Yeah. That's got to be a good thing for yeah, bringing absolutely. players like Tanganga through, isn't it? One hundred percent. Fantastic. I know Ledley very well. He's an absolutely fantastic human being. He's one of, for me. He was one of all Spurs' all-time greatest players, um, and I would pick him in my all-time Spurs eleven. Um, top player, top man. Um, there's any player that's going to work with Ledley from a defensive aspect. Is going to benefit massively from his knowledge. Um, so I'm really looking forward to see seeing the players that have worked with him and seeing their improvement because he's got so, so much to give. Um, and I love the fact, more importantly, that it's come from within the club. Yeah. I love to see former players or former people from within the club progressing through the ranks at the club. So to see Ledley King, a great captain, great player, great human being, progressing is for me is wonderful. Well, nice to end this review uh, of the season in a positive way. Uh, thank you for listening at home. Uh, for those of you here at the uh, Beehive, show your appreciation to Theo Delaney, Miche and Mickey Hazard. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a very special show with Talk About Trophies, FA Cup winner, Mr. Steve Sedgley. See you next week. Come on, you Spurs. Wasn't that a great podcast? 
Now, if you've got 90 seconds spare in your day, come and listen to ours. It's called What Has He Said Now? and is available wherever you've got this podcast. You're going to lose a number of people to the flu. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.